Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah, where today we are going to discuss the volatility in the market with my friend Spencer Nelson. Everyone's been interested in this volatility, so we continue to talk about it uh, because it's been very much a part of the market for the last three weeks. We've had many discussions, many emails. And these discussions have been with clients, with friends, with a lot of different people. Everybody seems to ask when the market's down 10%, is it going to continue to fall? Why is it down? What other questions are they asking? Is it coming back? Is it coming back? Is it the end? Is it 2008? Is it the end of the world? All over again, which yeah. are all valid concerns and Should great questions. Should we buy gold? Should we buy we gold? We know the answer to that one. There's three main reasons, at least according to the news and, and most people, that are causing volatility. One, the trade war between the US and China. Two, interest rates and the Fed and their tightening. And three, the midterm elections that are coming up, which are the most important midterm elections since the last midterm elections we had. <laughs> it seems like every election cycle is the most important in the history of the world. They just get more and more important. But let's take each one of those uh, and and dissect it. And first, trade war. Spencer, trade war, talk to me. You know, this one's an interesting one because it it fluctuates so much and it really has to do with Trump's thumbs and what he's able to tweet out. And uh, Larry Kudlow goes on uh, CNBC, says, you know, they're playing hardball with China and trying to negotiate the best deal. And market goes down uh, because tariffs do affect companies' bottom lines. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition, China is getting hammered. Their stock market's down significantly. And then something, some rumor that Trump is going to meet with him or they made eye contact and one of them winked at each other and, you know, things pop back up. Today, it was Trump's tweet that he had a conversation with Chinese president it was a good conversation, I think he said, and they're, they're going to plan to meet uh, during the G20 summit. So that was optimism that they were going to come to an agreement. The market pops back up. Uh, how does this end? No one knows for sure, obviously, but common sense says China needs America. America needs China. You know, both sides are going to push and push and push and then eventually come to an, an agreement. And when that agreement is reached, it'll pop up. Could it be a little painful and a little more volatile in between now and then? Yes. But in my mind, eventually an agreement will get reached and, you know, uh, it'll be a better trade situation for America on the back end. Yep. Something that's both sides of the aisle would, would agree that this is long overdue, that we stand up for ourselves, that we protect our technology and, and Trump is doing that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think you're right. Cooler heads will prevail at some point. And when they do sign the pen to the paper, you'll, you should see a dramatic pop, especially in the emerging markets. Yeah, especially in the emerging markets. I mean, you saw it today. Uh, Alibaba stock, for example, was one today. It, it jumped up almost 10 points uh, just based on a tweet that they had a a positive conversation. So there's a number of stocks that are depressed because of the uncertainty here. And when some agreement does get found, 
uh, things will pop, like you said, on the emerging markets. You said an important word right there, uncertainty. Yeah. Anytime there's uncertainty, even if it doesn't have a huge impact on the stocks that we might own in our portfolio, anytime there's uncertainty in the markets, the markets go down, which yeah. is what we're seeing. That's why the market's down 10%. So trade war, big deal, I think, yes. Big impact long-term on somebody's financial plan. Eh, no. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So the second thing would be interest rates in the Fed. And, and I think this is also becoming more and more important, Spencer. It's not something to overlook because uh, we're not so much concerned with interest rates going up. That's what the Fed is doing. The Fed funds rate right now is two and a quarter. Ten-year Treasury at three point one four, and the issue is not that the ten years three point one four. We expect another quarter point rise, so we would, you know, expect in December that interest rates will go higher. But, but it's more so the speed at which the Fed tightens. We've had a lot of companies report and say that things are slowing down compared to where they have been in the past, the past year. And that's something that is on investors' minds because if the Fed continues to tighten, that could cause more slowing. And so it's everybody, including Donald Trump, who also tweets about Powell. <laughs> tweets about everyone. Uh, that they need to slow down because it's best for certainly the stock market, best for the economy as well. And, you know, we could probably withstand another a tenure at four percent that's a sweet spot in a lot of people's minds but above that that's where maybe things get a little sketchy in the market well and i think if you look at most analysts they're expecting a december rate hike and then they're expecting two to three rate hikes in 2019 and where the market gets scared is is there going to be more and that comes to the uncertainty component of it that we just talked about when people are sure that there's going to be this many rate hikes in 2019, well, then they can operate under that premise. When they're unsure of how aggressive the Fed's going to be, and is two going to be three, or is three going to be four, then that affects valuations and calculations in, in stocks, and so they don't like that uncertainty. So the Fed is something to watch. I think the Fed and interest rates are more of a concern than the trade war, but something that if handled correctly, you know, the Fed can continue to, to lessen its balance sheet and gradually increase rates and not have too much of a dampening effect on the economy. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So more of a concern than trade war, something we're keeping our eye on. But even if interest rates at four, the 10 year at four, over 4%, stocks are still the better investment. And we've talked about that in this podcast at length. So the the last thing that's causing a lot of angst among everyone are these midterm elections and the impact that these midterm elections will have on the next two years in the market. And we've had a lot of people tell us, hey, don't invest my money until these midterms are over. Okay. Fine, we'll do what you say. But here's the statistics. And I want you guys to think about this. Since 1926, there have been 23 midterm elections. The, during the month of the election, so if we look at the November, if those midterms 
elections are occurring, the U.S. stock market averages 2.71%. To the upside. To the upside. Yep, so November's generally a good month. No different in midterm election years as well. Here's the, here's the amazing part and the reason why people should relax when it comes to midterm elections. And that is the in the calendar year following a midterm elections, the U.S. stock market has averaged a positive 17.91% return. So very, very bullish after these midterm elections. 21 of the 23 year after midterm elections have been positive years in the stock market. I'm not saying that's a guarantee, but if you're playing the probabilities, which we like to do, I like the chances. Well, and I think that goes to, not that we intentionally made this the theme, but October's been a bumpy month. Midterm elections, one of the reasons behind that, uncertainty. You know, there's a Republican in in the the White House, Republican Senate, Republican uh, House. Now there's uncertainty. What's going to get shook up? Are the Democrats going to take the House? Are they going to take the Senate? There's uncertainty associated with it. And so you take that into effect as, as, as people are trading stocks, especially if they're looking into the short term. And so once that gets decided, people know, okay, this is what the next two years are going to be like then they can go off and run, you know, and and continue to invest how they want to invest. But there's the uncertainty that can shake things up. So those numbers make complete sense to me. Who knows exactly who's going to win the House? Who knows who's going to win the Senate? Who, you know, whatever. But once you do know, then you know how to invest. You know, a lot of short-term guys will know how to invest based on that. For us at Iron Gate, you know, it's a blip in the market, to be honest with you. And as things shake down, we look for those opportunities because we're not looking for over the next month, over the next three months in terms of our investments. We're looking over the next three years and where are these companies going to be there. So we, we also need to understand that the market is a fan of gridlock, right? If there's gridlock in that circus tent, which is called Washington, D.C., then no changes can occur and investors' uncertainty is gone. And the market goes up. So either way, right, you got to check your political ideology before you invest, number one. Number two, don't get so wrapped up into the impact that these elections are going to have. Because historically, hey, once they're over, boom, market goes higher. You can start moving forward. Yep. So, so in summary, Spencer, we believe at Iron Gate that this is just a correction in the midst of a bull market. We've talked about this in other podcasts. Market goes down 10% often, every year. That's that's what this is. It happened in February. Nobody even remembers it happened in February. It's happening now. And hopefully three months from now, everyone forgets what just happened. Uh, I would say, though, that there are things to keep our eye on from risk management perspective, which we will. Most notably, I think, interest rates and their impact on investments. And if and when the market does change, then... I think we as a firm will be able to, and you can speak to this as well, make changes that many others can't by hedging portfolios, by creating income through options trading. The thing is, things will change. The market's constantly changing. And that's why we at Iron Gate need to stay on top and be able to change with the market. 
to be able to recognize opportunities when they exist and uh, to be able to manage that for ourselves and our clients. With that, my friends, we'll see you next week. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.